What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Canada Love and Live. I'm here with my boy, Mo. Hey, how's it going, everyone? And we're here with a very special co-host today, Tiffany. Hi, guys. This is Blend to Tiff. How are you guys? Everyone's doing great here in the studio. I, I can speak with for DJ SK. We are ripped, which means <laughs> that we are ready to do the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we just had a pretty awesome session. Little walk around the block, little joint. Yeah. And uh, nice. as we're walking around, we're just kind of debating. You know, we know that everybody's a little bit different. We all prefer different strains. Some of us like heavy indicas at night and during the day. Other of us only smoke sativas because the endos will just put us down like a dog. So uh, I myself, I know that I usually prefer like an indica dominant hybrid, but uh, over time I've taken a liking to like 60, 40 sativa dominants because they don't give me as much anxiety. But what do you guys usually like? Uh, so that that's when you say that. So I'm, I'm pretty much always like a, an indica guy or an indica dominant hybrid guy. Uh, generally speaking, that's, all I'm smoking, but my favorite strain is the Sativa Sativas, Jack the Rare. So I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. On the rare occasion that I do smoke a Sativa, though, it, it will likely be like a, just a really dope Jack the Rare that I've like, you know, bumped into. Yeah, for sure, On bro. the street, you know how it goes. Yeah, it's, it's like a shot of caffeine. It's like just having espresso with you tiff what do you uh i know that you like to smoke a lot of jays what do you usually like, like to twist up um i usually enjoy a little bit of everything um i'm just a stony baloney all day so but i do pick my battles during the day just like you say um i lean more towards sativas to kind of help me stay cheery and upright um and definitely heavy, heavy indicas at night just because I have a tendency to have issues sleeping and staying asleep. Um, and there are times where, where you're, some days where it's a little bit more stressful and I kind of lean more towards hybrids as well. So um, I guess it's more so depending what I feel that day. And I kind of tailor to myself that day. Tailor the experience, yeah. <laughs> What would you say is your favorite strain, both of you? Oh man! I mean, like right now, like we're we're just about to roll something up. Like what? Like what? What are you guys throwing into the salad bowl? If I were to pick, you know, one one particular, probably creme de la creme from uh, Team Elite Genetics. That's still my all-time favorite. Um, it was a several-time Cannabis Cup Award winner, so I mean, the name kind of spoke for itself in that. But I I didn't just enjoy it because of the name. I actually tested it in at like thirty-two point three the first time I had it. And it was just one of the heaviest overall body highs that I've ever had. So I'd say that given a choice, I, it would be the creme de la creme by Team Elite for sure. All right. Um, my current favorite strain right now is just the traditional GDP, the granddaddy herb. It never fails me um, with the type of high that I'm always looking for in the evening. And typically during the day, I enjoy the heavy high as well, so I think it's an all-around perfect string for me. Man, honestly, with my Jack to Rare in there, with your guys' is just incredible. It sounds like a <laughs> Like, 
cerebral yeah. and heavy body high uh, indicas with your granddaddy perp and your creme de la creme. Uh, is that a hybrid, the creme de la creme? Creme de la creme. Uh, it's it's like 80-20. 80-20, yeah. So, so technically, we have all the food groups covered. We'll, we'll have a hybrid, an indica, a sativa. I mean, we, we need to get the salad bowl together, guys. I mean, I don't know what kind of vinaigrette we're going to get on this, but I, I feel like I feel like naturally we've got a, right. Well, I mean, well, what if you took all three and just made a three-layer blunt? You know, that could always work out. <laughs> then that way, you get the instead of best of both worlds, the best of the three-way. <laughs> oh my god! And every food group properly right. represented. That that yeah. that's rare, man. That's like United Nations dairy, veggies, and protein. <laughs> there you go. Man. I'm always said, eat your greens proudly. <laughs> Speaking of eating your greens, um, I'm not the biggest fan of the edible experience. I feel like my edible experiences are usually super unbalanced. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm either so far gone that it's just not enjoyable or, God, I really wish I had more because it, it's kind of like it, I, I could have just smoked at this point. So I, I don't know. That, that's been my experience, at least lately over the last few years. Um, you kind of gave me a long face there, so obviously you disagree. <laughs> um, I thoroughly enjoy edibles only because for this is not just me speaking for myself, but I think a lot of people too who have experienced edibles and just had a really bad experience of probably eating too much. And I personally enjoy that high. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's like, you know, some people who don't enjoy the THC part of being high, yes. you know, that can give you that paranoia or that anxiety per se, um, the edible over overdosage, as one would say, uh, could be problematic. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing in the past with edibles of people getting too high per se was they didn't dose them out appropriately. There was yeah. no real um, thought process behind it. Whereas now, especially if you go into a recreational dispensary, you know that you're getting exactly 10 doses of 10 milligrams. Yeah, and that's, that's it exactly. Yeah. I mean, there are still companies out there that carry the 500 milligrams or whatever that you may or may not be getting that amount. But now with the new batching and testing, it's a little bit easier to know what you're dealing with. Um, but again, you know, especially people like me, I love sweets. So if it tastes good, I'm going to eat more. That's just some skinny fat kids. So just happens that way <laughs> i will say this edibles have definitely gotten much tastier over the yes. last few years oh i mean thank gosh. god i what an improvement people. right i'm just letting you know because oh for sure i've had brownies that tasted literally just straight like weed just no no but like not even like the good kind not right? even no it tastes like like the you, weed yeah. that's been sitting <laughs> out on your front lawn that's been freshly mowed, that's what it fucking tastes like. <laughs> Sorry, it's, no, it's, it's true, though. It's, it's true, true, though. No, you're, and, you're, this is an episode. Yeah, right. explicit yeah. tag. And it's god-awful, but now, like you said, um, nowadays edibles are so good that sometimes I get a little bit carried away, too. So, And I, I forget. I forget that they're edibles. Because, you know, when you're smoking, you get the munchies. Especially like the Dr. Norms. If there's just food around you, you're just like, yum, 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 Dr. Norms, like, just tastes like real chocolate. And I love the Kiva Espresso. The coffee 
Fine. The espresso yeah, and the blueberry. Are I, I've never had the blueberry. I'm just reluctant to have it. Is it real fruit or is it just a blueberry like jam? It's not like some crap that you take like frozen whatever. Gotcha. Like real fresh blueberry. No. <laughs> if it was, I yeah. Like that. That's kind of like in my big hold about getting the blueberry. I just feel like if I'm also like blueberry and chocolate, I just feel like I'd rather have. No, yeah, well, like espresso and chocolate, I just feel like and it's like a mocha yeah. in my mouth. Yeah. I remember actually when I first moved back to Cali, like the, uh, the espresso kivas were one of the first like actual packaged edibles I had. I'm like, yeah, fuck, I love these. Same things. actually. So yeah. like... But the thing is, five milligrams, like I feel like you need to take like a solid handful. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. like my, my edible tolerance is just ridiculous. But I get. I used to get so giddy when I'd see people come into the shop and just be like, oh, yeah, five milligrams is perfect for me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I envy you. <laughs> yeah, I times that by 20 and I'll maybe That's be high. Yeah. You know what, though? I, I think I've shared this story with you. I have to share my little overdose story because it's actually probably like one of the greatest stories that you can have. Because, okay, so I'm, I'm a huge, <laughs> huge baseball fan. I love the Dodgers. Um, you know, a thing that probably a lot of our listeners even do is you know, you go to the gold room in Echo Park, you park your car down there, you don't pay for parking inside, you do the $5 shot in a beer, they used to give you a taco as well, it wasn't a great taco, I think that's why they stopped, but the point is, like, you just get lit, so uh, get, like, three, four rounds of that, I took just a, a corner bite of the Corova Black Bar, mind you, those of you who know what I'm talking about, like, millions, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, but it was just the corner bite, it was just, it <laughs> just, was a corner just bite. the corner what is bite, the corner, like, well, yeah, no, you know, centimeter oh, not nibble, even, like... yeah, like just tiny. I mean, I'm talking like a bird bite, like, okay. you know, I'm, yeah, not even, yeah, it, it wasn't even like, like a brownie bite portion, okay, you know? Okay, so you didn't make a real taste, but yeah. you just took a nice little bit. Okay, so I go to the gold room, park, right, <laughs> get lit, pop a fat lip into some dip, we're going to go watch some baseball, right, walk over to the stadium, have my mitt ready to catch a foul ball. It hits me about halfway down Finn's gummy that I'm just that I, it's like, oh, my God, I, I have to get to my seat. But then it's like, oh, my God, but I need water. But oh, my God, but I need I, I can't stand I'm going out like a I, I, made it. I don't even know how I made it through the security <laughs> checkpoint, which I mean, you know, you're just walking through a metal detector. Was, I, I don't think I even wore a belt. Like it was just like I just walked right in. It was like angels were around me. I get up. <laughs> I get up over to the concession stand. Now, my, my, my friends just go to, the, to, to our seats. Like, I mean, we kind of know where we're sitting. My, my legs are just jello. I'm hanging on to, to like, the, you know, the, the little concession. You know, it's made of cloth, right? Yeah. You know, I'm, like, hanging on to this thing for dear life. There's a guy with, like, his son, probably, like, his first baseball game ever, like, right in front of me. Like, this asshole right here is doing drugs in front of my kid. And I, I make it up to the line and somehow I'm like coherent enough to like order water and some high chew and some beer and like some stuff. I get my money. I get down to the seat. I kid you not, guys. I, I, I see the first pitch. Knockout. By the time I get up, like kind of come to, I have I see the first hit of the game. The I'm sorry, the only run of the game. I knock out again, kind of come back out. I see the only stolen base of the game knockout come back out i see the pitching changes both of them for each team by this time i've rallied i have my my delicious high chew snack i have my water i have my beer i'm with my friends i do the the seventh inning stretch 
I'm kind of past that funk now. And then I I I watched just a beautiful Kenley Jansen. I think it was like a ten pitch close. Like it was like I mean it was just one of those days. Like it was a one zero ball game. I mean it like you couldn't have asked for a better ballpark experience despite this like overwhelming feeling that I was going to die for about <laughs> half of it. <laughs> Near death, but found, finding heaven at the end. You know, that's yeah, how all I the best it. part. <laughs> so the, the guy who lives here, his uncle, is it was his ticket. So he's at the end of the of the of our bench. So he just sees me. He must think I'm like cracked out or something. Because I'm like literally passed out at like an exciting playoff on baseball game. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was that great. Yeah, Christmas that year was very fun at their house. There were a lot of jokes about that. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, Tiff, what, what's one of your best experiences on edibles? Like, have you ever just fallen asleep, dozed off? Um, I sleep a lot. <laughs> I sleep a lot. So, a lot of my issues is I always have to plan ahead. I'm staying high wherever I go. bring out my glass bomb wherever I feel like. And this was like, mind you, like, what, five years ago. So it's a little different. Couldn't just smoke openly and freely. So I always had edibles on me. Because that was, like, the easiest, cleanest way for me to um, maintain my high. I was at a nightclub, and I had a few drinks, and I forgot that I had... Like you said, a black bar. I had a piece of the black bar. A third. <laughs> a third. And I forgot. A, a third. I cut it. Of a black bar. A third. Oh, wow. That's well, a half was piece. too much. 500 <laughs> milligrams at a nightclub. Like, I'm going to be there for like, what, six hours? I was like, yeah, I don't know. Six milligrams. hours at a nightclub? Don't they close it too? I mean. Wait, is this yeah. in LA or is this LA, like LA. Okay, no, it's yeah. LA. And, wow. and so, I, and the guy, the security guy's, you know, Spent checking like my ago. purse, and he's like, oh, ma'am, you can't have this brownie. Like, if you're going to have it, please eat it now. And I was like, oh. Wait, like the rest oh. of the, My third. Oh, just your third. Okay. Just my third. <laughs> and I literally stood there, and I was like, well, I can't let this go to waste. That's, that's frowned upon, you know. And so I was like, well, what would my weed friends do? What would my stoner friends would do? I was like, they would eat it. Oh, my gosh. I would eat it, too. He's okay, giving yes, you permission to do drugs in front of him. Just do it. Yes. <laughs> so I, like, sneak off to the corner, and I, you know, consume the rest of the third of this brownie. And I go inside, and I, I was a little weary walking inside after I finished it. Because I was like, did it just hit a good brownie gap? Or really good, you know? And I'm like... I hope it's a great experience because it's been a while since I've been out, so I'm, I'm looking to have fun, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to plug the club at all, or is it not that kind of place? Um, I don't know. I'm not really a nightclub type of person. It's just for a friend's birthday, so I was like, just go. Just go and just be present. Just show up. <laughs> just show up. So I have a theory that, like, no one actually likes clubs, so I think we can get, get to that together. Yeah. No, so I eventually just go in and I'm waiting for this edible to hit me. And as I'm waiting, I'm taking shots as well because 
whatever. Just have a good time. Turn up. I have like two shots to start because I was like, "Wait, I'm just edible. I'd rather be more high than more drunk." So, nice. like an hour later, yeah. it starts to hit me, and I was it was really heavy at first. I was like, I was like, "Damn, I'm gonna sit down." And I'm like looking around for a chair or something to sit on. I love it. Sit down. I'm like, and I'm. I was so desperate. I was making friends pe- with people who had tables. I was like, we have to, we have to make friends, guys. We have to make friends <laughs> for the sake of my legs. Like, I cannot support myself up anymore. <laughs> and of course, like, all my cousins, all my cousins, all they wanted to do was dance. Of course. And I'm looking at them like, well, I can't dance right now. I'm sorry. Like, girl can't dance. I need to sit. And I made friends with a guy at a table and my cousin as well and it just turned out he turned out to be high as well and so we were like having a little conversation (laughs) about it because I was like he's like what's your deal like why are you not enjoying yourself I'm like oh I am I'm just a different kind of enjoying myself I'm a little too high to dance I'm a little too high to dance right now but the story goes is I end up actually enjoying my night towards the end. I don't know what happened, but I end up having to throw up. And I, I'm assuming it's that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or maybe a, it's maybe the only bad things that can happen. Two is... shots. <laughs> I was like, I'm a big girl. I can handle two shots. Right? Sure. I mean, but I don't, I don't know. Aside you, from so. throwing up. <laughs> yeah. It was never drank a with good like turnout, and I was really surprised it turned out well. So, I can't always say that you're always going to have a bad experience on your first day. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I do have had bad experiences. The second win <laughs> is when you have the good experience. Yeah. So, it's just take some time of learning, you know, what, what your body can yeah, for sure. It's all about dosing it out appropriately. Yeah. It's like over time, I've learned how to do so. There still are those select few times where, you know, I ended up at a movie once and just overdid it, woke up at the credits. But, I mean. <laughs> what movie? Uh, unfortunately, Black Panther. So I, I had to go back and watch it again <laughs> because it's not that the movie was bad. It's just I, I, I remember watching the opening scene. It was That's a phenomenal. Visually stunning and then movie all too. yeah, and then all of a sudden, too. dude, I woke up and I'm like, oh crap, I missed like and I, I was really looking forward to it too. So it's kind of embarrassing. Dude, can you imagine if like you were high in like nineteen sixty nine, just like missed the moon landing? Yeah. Like everyone's like, Oh my god, it was like a life changing moment. You're like, dude, I was passed out on my couch. I was so yeah, I gotta say, like my biggest stuck in time moment was probably uh, my best friend came to visit me when I lived out in Vegas, and that's when I I played a lot of blackjack at the time. So I'm like, oh, okay, he had started to hit it off. <laughs> oh man, no, blackjack and me, man, that's just like, oh man, just yeah, find me a table, I'll sit down at it. <laughs> Do you double down on eleven? Oh, might as well. I mean, come on now. Come on. The book says to, might as well, right? (laughs) The the funniest thing, though, with Blackjack is like if the book says, like, people get so mad at you at the table. The book says, well, you want to do do everything that a book says. You know, it's like, damn. It's called free will, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I had some, one time I had this elderly guy, you know, sitting in his world, like, ready to fight me, and we're playing $3 hands. I'm like, bro, it's not that serious, you know. 
if we were at you know five hundred dollar minimums, okay, you can kill me, but over three dollars, dude, I don't, I don't think you want you that took kind my of. Jack. I don't think you want that heat. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, my best friend. Uh, he came out to visit. He started hitting it off with this chick. So I'm like, oh, dude, do your thing, whatever. I'll just chill at the table, you know. He kept coming back like, oh, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine, bro. And he's before I know it, like I, I was there for seven hours. The, the fucking sun was starting yeah, to come out outside. You, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I, I was just in my zone. You know, I was. I didn't really win, lose that much. I think I maybe made like a hundred bucks, but I was just sitting there, and I was just. It was so free flowing, and I just felt so good that I, I didn't want to get up. And before I knew it, he's like, "Bro, you got it. like, come on, what are you doing with your life?" And I'm like, "Well." Hasn't that been the story for the last 33 years? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, speaking of Vegas, I really want to get back to this theory of mine that no one likes clubs. Okay. Like, I feel like everyone acts all hyped and excited. Like, oh, my God, we can go. Dude, awesome. Or the like, gram. You know, yo, <laughs> yo we're going to back on some chicks. Oh, my God, we're going to dance and look cute. Like, oh, my God, we might meet a celebrity. Oh, like, we're going to maybe get free booze. Like, dude, let's get a table. Like, it is literally the dumbest thing ever. And I like dancing sometimes, but like just like the way that it's set up is like not conducive to like real social experiences. It just everything about it is just so clicky and fake. Oh, yeah. and it's like well, I don't know, man. I'm just not a big fan of it. It's, I, it's pure materialism for sure, bro. It's like, you know, before I was deeply rooted in the uh, cannabis industry, I was in the hospitality industry. I was a server, bartender, manager for years, used to run events, all that. And it's like, I, I honestly, I hate going to clubs now because I would be in clubs all the time and I would see all this fake stuff around me, all this money being spent for no reason whatsoever. I mean, a, $500 bottle of Grey Goose, you know, just because it's at a table and said club. It's like, bro, spend $20 on that same bottle, have five friends over and have a hell of a time. Well, yeah. it, it, exactly. There's just it's more than name than anything. It's like you could take that money and feed said amount of homeless people rather than being a bougie dumbass, basically. It's so awesome it's like, that you're yeah. philanthropic. I, I, still kept, I still kept the party team. Yeah. <laughs> it still benefits me. Yeah. You know, and I also just feel like, like, honestly, maybe this is just my opinion. Like, I can't stand electronic music unless, like, I'm on ecstasy. And I just don't do that stuff anymore because, like, it's just, like, after a while, it just plays with your head. Like, it's not yeah. worth it. Like, and so, like, raves, like, sure. if, like my friend last year was like, dude, we have to go to EDC. It's in Vegas. It's going to be awesome. I'm like, hell no. no. Yeah. I'm almost 30, you dude. No, thank you. The like, traffic of getting in and out of there. Oh. God, I lived right How around the corner on Nellis. Is. Yeah. is it really worth it? Do it once. Like, Everyone really out there, struggling. do it once. Yeah, I'm not saying once. do drugs, but like do it once. It's cool. It's it's actually <laughs> yeah, really just get that festival experience with or without sure. drugs. Whatever but, your decision is, man. you're gonna have a great time regardless. But you may regret it as well. Yeah, I kind of did because I was miserable and I was not too. high. I was not high, so. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, it really sucks if you're not high because, like, the music sober. isn't that Just, great. I wasn't even drunk. Like, it was awful. And everyone around you is like, and everyone's all having a everyone good time, around and you I'm is like high. literally FOMO to the max. Like, oh my gosh, 
And I'm yeah. here just sitting in my corner, negative Nancy. <laughs> I'm, surprised, I'm surprised no one just like came up to you and like I know, gave here, you something. Like, like girl, eat like, this pill or something, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I used to have a roommate who said like I if wish. the hippies had ecstasy, we would we would still have the summer of love. I don't know. I think that there's some uh, truth to it, but then at the same time, those same hippies said if everyone's tried weed, we'd have world peace. Everyone's tried weed, and the world is more at war than it's ever been. So I'm not sure. Yeah, how yeah. much truth there is to that. I'm not blaming any either which consequence. Just saying, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, even though it does bring people together, it also tears them apart. Well, like anything, you can't overdo any one thing. I mean, love sports. Indulge yourself completely in that. I mean, just don't let it overtake your life. I kind of uh, been the victim of that different parts of my life. You know, I love sports, I love weed, and if you overdo one or the other, then uh, you're just it's a bad vibe overall. I mean, everything in moderation, just like alcohol consumption, cannabis consumption, music, reading, <laughs> sex, <laughs> all the above, basically. You know, it's funny that you say everything in moderation. I had a French professor in college that used to say, yeah, man, like all you Americans are like freaking out about like moms like smoking cigarettes and like having wine like when they're pregnant. Totally normal in France for like a mom to have like a glass of wine every once in a while and like and like a and like a cigarette when she's pregnant. And everyone in the class just looked at him like he was an axe murderer, myself included, because that's insane. You're like, what? That is insane. And Full yet, turn. but you know what? I guess it works for the French. I mean, you know, I don't know if they have like a. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if you saw like recently there was a. Yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't more like outrage over it. Well, the media loves him probably. That's why. But LeBron James mm-hmm. gives his son's wine. And, you know, Bronny Jr. is what, 14 now. And he like. That's okay. He, yeah. But, you know, obviously there's people out there that are going to be like, oh, my God, you're giving your. Your kid that's under underage alcohol, you know, that's how they're gonna look at it from a negative All right, who, standpoint. Who has not I'm not gonna look at it that way. Underage, well, it, exactly, exactly. You know, when I was what, like 11, I remember I my mom like give me a glass of champagne, even. just like don't go outside. You know, it's like, don't they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, also, yeah. biblical times, like everyone died at like 20, so I mean, you know, Ugh. no one even well. made it to legal age. Yeah, yeah, and it's crazy. I mean, well, it just depends on the way you you. Whether that matters or not to me, I if somebody's adult enough to control it, you know, what does it matter? Joint alcohol, as long as they're they're able to die in war, basically, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> I have the same kind of opinion. I don't know why they raised the age of cigarettes and I'm not even a smoker to twenty one. Like I just feel like, yeah, like if you're gonna go and like carry a gun yeah. and go into another land and invade and invade them. You should at least be able to like have a pack of cigarettes and like a shot of whiskey, and a joint too while you're at it. Like that's fine. Like you know, I I don't know why they uh, if they're gonna do that. Like they might as well raise like the military age to twenty one. That makes no sense because you still like the high school at eighteen. So although that's another thing too, how interesting is it that in our parents' generation, getting a college diploma is like still like oh my god, it's like a thing like. You went to college. Like, there's like towns where like only like one person made it out went to college. Now, not to kind of like throw it away, it's almost like almost everyone you meet's gone to college. It's no longer a thing. Whereas like before, obviously, you can join the military, you can go to prison. 
grade school, there used to be other options. Now it's kind of like there's only like one funnel anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's um, we're almost an overeducated society, and yet Americans are like consistently kept really low. In, I like, think it's because there hasn't been any change in our education system. Yeah, well, the biggest thing is that, you know, like when I was substitute teaching, standardized education is ridiculous. It's, it's this is like okay, <laughs> A, B, C, D, E, F. Like, no, that's not how life is. You know, like why aren't they taught certain things about how to run a business? how to um, have good credit. You know, that's one thing I wish that Dude, I was taught. how to balance a checkbook, how yeah. to pay yeah. taxes, how, you know, just like, what is that's it? what they used to learn in home ec. Yeah, yeah. I learned a bunch of geometry, but I've babies. never used any I mean, of that, I've you know. I've <laughs> that too, and I have, even my cousins now who are in high school, I ask them, and they ask me to do things for them, and I'm like, learn this in high school or anything, or... I've like, never taken oh, driver's ed I'm, in high school. Did you guys have that? I think that was like the last. That was I, I did, but I think it was like going out of style type right? of thing. Yeah. yeah. Because it's actually sad. My driver's ed Mr. teacher, we all loved him and he passed away like a couple of years ago. And it was like, he was like the cool teacher on the block. You know, he'd like pull yeah. up in his Harley. Right. Uh, what was it? Mr. Brown was his name. Mr. Brown. Who's a Raiders fan too? That's why I need. Oh, know. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he's like, yeah, old school. He used to work on old cars, old hot rods and stuff. And he was just like, kind of old dude you'd want to like have a beer with, you know? Yeah, unfortunately passed away a few years ago, but he was a good dude. <laughs> but yeah, like that, like almost like ceramics is like, is that even really around Wood too much anymore? Yeah. Auto shop, <laughs> man. They, they, no, almost no school ha- has that anymore. Like, you know, so. Ladies, home ec. I mean, like, don't even know how older, to cook. My, my folks cars, don't yeah. even know how to cook. They all look at me like, how do you know how to cook? I'm like, so this is something they teach <laughs> in, you know, in middle school. Like, it was either, what is it, workshop, woodshop, whatever, mm-hmm. or home, home ec. ec. Home ec. Yeah. And obviously, like, it was home ec for me because, yeah, exactly. I literally was this cute little Asian Betty Crocker. <laughs> this cute Betty little Crocker. Asian Betty Crocker. <laughs> In the making. <laughs> in the making. Yeah. And I'm actually a pretty decent cook, so, I'd say. So you say that. My wife can cook a dish that I can't cook, a roast corn boil, but basically can't cook anything else. So she's good at following directions. She, yeah, like, and it's funny too, my mom is like this as well, and my sister is like this as well. If you give them a recipe, they can follow it. I'm, and I've noticed this, like, no girl I've dated has ever been able to cook, ever. Ever. I have always been the cook. So, like, me, for me, the way I cook is, like, I'll open up the fridge, I'll open up a pantry, I'll just start taking stuff out, and I'll be like, this stuff goes together. And something will come out of that. Like, yeah, so I don't, or, like, or like if I see, like, a recipe, it's just like, oh, yeah, like, that's easy. All you need is just the ingredients. The skill part is, is there. I I feel like more and more, too, like, People in our generation, anyone under 40 almost now, male or female, does not know how to cook. I'm a little embarrassed, man. I'm not the best cook over here. A lot of microwaves, a lot of just basic I don't even here. own a microwave. Yeah. I can't even make this up. I do not. And it's not because yeah. there's rays in my, or any bullshit like that. I just would rather have the counter space for a dope cutting board. Yeah. Now, when I, <laughs> when I try, I guess mixer. I'm okay. I've yeah. just never really taken the time to... 
enjoy cooking, like, and I really should, honestly, especially as I get older and I realize how bad my eating habits can be. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should go to a cooking class or. Because now I actually enjoy cooking cannabis. See, see, that's the thing that might be cannabis butter. Yes. Cannabis butter pancakes. I like. I've been thinking about trying to make like a really good like sauce for pasta, like like the holidays. Yeah, um, actually, one of my no, dude, burn butter sage. Yeah, dude, burn butter sage. Dude, well, um, one of my really good friends started up his own barbecue company out in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. So I was like telling him, like, dude, figure out a way to make an oiled infusion with sauce of some type or sauce or rub. Pesto killed the game. You can make some dope pesto out of cannabis. I've actually had an. I don't know if you guys ever had an experience like a like a dinner like a culinary. Used with cannabis, not not a not a uh, dinner where it's a food pairing with flowers, not a not a pairing, but it's in it. Yeah, no. And I would never. I haven't been so high like that in so long. It was awesome. Oh yeah, like I was watching. It was like a five um, course, and I mean, thank God the portions are small because (laughs) because they even had a dab bar. They had. Flowers that joints for you to smoke too. I was like, good God, they're just trying to get me in outer space tonight. Yeah, you don't even realize like, it before you're like, come on, you're like, oh, okay, I, I mean, hold on a second. <laughs> I mean, I got home safely. That's that's all that, that matters. Was, yeah, that's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. But point is, you guys should really look into <laughs> should really look into cooking with cannabis because it's awesome. Yeah, I've been watching and a lot it of helps with microdosaging too. No, this is it's oh, kind of like a pop up. Gotcha. Um, I I have to look into details what it was. I can't remember where where it was. It's just like a bird. The bird. Yeah. It was like random. Yeah. I've been wanting to go to one of those and like because yeah, um, a couple of weeks ago I was watching the episode of Bong Appetit where they did a um, they did like a a grilled fish and they used rosin on the inside of it. Coated it, coated the inside of the fish with rosin, and then he carved it to a certain temperature so that it was, you know, basically infused fish. They also did a uh, rosemary cornbread um, infused with the butter, and then they did, uh, I think it was a slab of ribs too, where they did the rub itself was infused with cannabis, and it, oh man, it just looks so good. Cannabis, they put did, that uh, on ribs. Yeah, yeah and on actually, uh, the dude, uh, the dude who did the Hollywood sign, Zach Fernandez, was on that episode. So it was kind of funny just seeing like him make a little cameo on there because I've always wanted to uh, link up with him in the future, share a joint with him, let a. I know you enjoy his work, dude. Just uh, when he did that, it was like honestly, it was like to me, it was heroic. I know it sounds stupid, but it's like I woke up that morning on New Year's and I saw that. And then and I researched the history of it and why he did it. And then it was, you know, a play off an old artist who had done it back in the 70s, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, dude. So there wasn't, it's just like, oh, no, nah, yeah, I'm a stoner and it's Hollywood. Like there was great thought behind it. And it was like a testament to another artist from back in the day. So it was like, a lot of people were like, oh, this stupid stoner put Hollywood on the sun. No, this was like a well thought out plan. He actually measured the dim- dim- dimensions of all the linen that they use. Like him and his girlfriend planted out. It's crazy, dude. It was uh, quite a story, honestly. <laughs> you remember the Hollywood side? On New Year's Day? I don't. I've never 
interesting lifestyle choice i felt like i was at my happiest in life when i didn't have a tv i feel like at my at my i'm at like almost my healthiest now that i don't have a microwave yeah. oh so that's why i'm not no, yeah I, I definitely gotta kick the microwave. i definitely have a tv though can't imagine not having it i feel like it's like my portal to the outside I don't world mind the tv i just don't prefer to be in Oh no! Really? I don't have to be in my bedroom. It's no to my living bedroom. Room. Wow. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But I grew up like that, so yeah. like, for me, I yeah, it's with a thing TV. Was TV is a family thing? Yeah, I'm like, or in my case, I'm always just like. But that's weird though. I grew up with a TV. I have like a TV on the like fall asleep. Not all the time, but like I'll just White keep it noise. on. They're like, yeah, like I. That's funny. I do that with nice. the radio. I guess because I'm such like I'm just such a thinker in general that if there's no noise, I'll basically something will start going out. on. Yeah, I feel like I have a degree in psychology because I used yes, to fall asleep to Loveline every night, like Dude. for four years. Well, no, in high school I did this. Not, I mean, every night, like, like literally from like Jr. ten to twelve, from like ten to midnight, I'd just be like laying in bed, just like mm-hmm. listening to Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew, and then I. <laughs> I'd pass out, and, you know. <laughs> one time, my friend called. Oh my god, this is shout out to Sarah Butler. One time, she called to try to say that like she like rode horses so much that like she had gone like totally numb in her lady parts. Uh-huh. And and Doctor Drew's <laughs> totally reaction numb. and Doctor Drew's reaction was like, "Wait, what?" And she <laughs> and it was like a prank call. Sarah doesn't even ride horses. She like immediately hung up out of like embarrassment. But I, I rem- Sarah, I was listening all those years ago. This was like twelve <laughs> years ago. I was listening. Oh, I wow. heard your segment. Yeah. <laughs> you rock. You're a legend in my home. That well, in my so room. Funny. That's a really weird way of putting it. But <laughs> that's where I was when I heard it. Anyway, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Well, that was a cool stoner moment. I think that means the show's over. Um, until next time, stoner. Yeah, guys. This has been Eleven Live. Signing off on uh, what is this episode number five here, guys? And uh, Tiff, thanks for joining us today. Maybe Thank we can bring you back for another episode in the yes, near future. Till next time, Sayonara. Peace. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the. Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.